Hello, everyone. It's Mike Cleveland, and I'm with my wife, Jody. We're by Zoom today because Jody is in South Carolina. And Jody, we know that you are there helping a family with COVID. And I know that they appreciate your help and your ministry. You want to give a quick update on how things are going? Right. So the mom and dad are still both in the hospital, and um, the sons are doing well. One son has recovered from COVID. The other son still has it and um, is recovering. But uh, yeah, the family is progressing. They're going, getting well. It's just taking a really, you know, a long time. Yeah. So just needed some help. Well, I miss you, but I appreciate the work of ministry that you're doing there. I miss you too. I love you so much. I'm so glad we can still do these podcasts. Right. Me too. Yeah. Well, we are talking today about Worship Wednesday. We've got a great song to share with you from Bethel Music. And what is the name of this song? I couldn't find the name of it. It's called Homecoming. Homecoming. Okay. Uh, Our friend Kelly sent it to us. Right. Um, One of the reasons we do Worship Wednesday is because we want to hopefully introduce new songs to people. I've never heard this song before I listened to it today. And and to share with people songs that create worship in our hearts. Um, And so, Jody, what is the one necessity in order for a worship song to actually be a worship song? Well, it needs to talk about what Jesus has done for us on the cross, because that was his main work. That's where he was glorified. Um, And uh, that's where um, we, when we look to the cross and we see and sing about what God has done for us through his beloved son, Jesus, who died on the cross to take away our sins and then rose again, overcoming sin, death, hell, our flesh, all of it for us, victorious. That is what creates worship in our hearts. Yes, that's exactly right. And apart from that message, uh, it may have a great tune. It may you may be able to dance to it or sing it's a pretty to song. it. It's not really worship. It's uh, it's simply a song. And we want to sing worship songs. Uh, obviously, we have no problem with singing any kinds of music or, or whatever. But when we come to worship music and worship songs, it needs to focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. What he did to rescue us and how he saved us and set us free and changed our hearts and uh, all of the things that he did on the cross and he does in us by his spirit. So let's begin with this song and it's called Homecoming by Bethel Music. You want to read verse one, Jody? Sure. Lord, I confess that I've been a criminal. I've stolen your breath and sang my own song. And Lord, I confess that I'm far from innocent. These shackles I wear, I bought on my own. You know, the Christian faith is humbling. <laughs> we, right? we look here and we're confessing that we're criminals. And, and people might say, wait a minute, I'm not a criminal. Uh, I haven't uh, done anything wrong. I've never been arrested. I've never broken laws. I'm not a criminal. But they're looking at it from the earthly point of view, from the human law standpoint. 
in God's court, we are all criminals. All we like sheep have gone astray. We each have turned to our own way, uh, meaning that we were born in sin, that we are uh, guilty before a holy and righteous God. So we have to confess, first of all, that we're criminals in God's court. And uh, then what does the rest of this verse say to you? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's just uh, identifying with uh, God. I mean, or not saying identifying with God, but agreeing with God. That's where I was looking for. He's agreeing with God that he is a criminal. He's done wrong. He's not innocent. He has shackles on and he put them there. I bought them myself. I put them on. And so I've imprisoned myself. I, I am a criminal. I've stolen from you. I've gone my own way, right? Um, and the beautiful part, of course, is that God heard this cry and he answered with the cross. That's exactly right. And so the chorus goes like this. Scarlet sins had a crimson cost. You nailed my debt to that old rugged cross. An empty slate at the empty grave Thank God that stone was rolled away. Yes. And what's that? Yes, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and so you're seeing here that scarlet sins. And so typically uh, sins of adultery would be talked about as having a scarlet A. Uh, there was a book written about that, scarlet sins. In Isaiah 1 verse 18, it talks about though your sins are as scarlet. So it, that's the term used in scripture for sins, a scarlet sins, but they had a crimson cost. Crimson is blood red, and it cost the life of God's own son to pay for the scarlet sins that we all had. Fortunately, he paid willingly. He paid joyfully. It was as if he could not come quick enough and pay for you to uh, remove that scarlet A from you, to justify you before God all through the death of Jesus Christ. And I, I rejoice in this. And this is where we worship, Jody, because the crimson cost was paid and it wasn't didn't need to be paid by me who did the wrong. It was paid by another, paid by a, the perfect and holy son of God. Right. And, and the beautiful part is, it talks about this debt being paid and this empty slate that we now have. That's not just um, things that we've done in the past. It's, the, it's all the wrong we have ever done or ever will do. Um, when Jesus died on the cross, none of us had even been born, right? So uh, all of our sins, whether they're future for us or not, were taken into Christ um, at the cross. And so this, this, um, debt that's been paid is the, the debt that we accrue our whole lives. It's all gone. And so when we fail, and we will, but when we fail, we don't have to be like, oh no, I've got to make this up to God. The debt has already been paid by Jesus. Now, if that doesn't create worship in your heart, nothing will. It is so, such good news. It's almost too good to be true, but it is. <laughs> It is true. Uh, you nailed my debt to that old rugged cross. That comes from Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, 
He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Jody, as you hear the nails being pounded into the hands of Jesus, think about your debt being paid. Think about the scarlet A being removed. Think about there being nothing that can condemn you now, that the, the law that stood against to us, our record, our record, you know, when criminals uh, go to court, they are, the judge is presented with their record. Well, as we are called into the court of heaven, so to speak, our record is clean because of the fact that it was nailed to the cross. Right. Uh, and we bear it no more because Jesus paid our indebtedness. What we owed, he paid. And he uh, this is the grounds for worship that's in my heart. And I know it is yours as well. Yeah. And the other thing it says is um, the empty slate at the empty grave. So the slate, meaning our uh, our account of, mm -hmm. of sin it's empty just like the empty grave our slate has been washed clean at the cross there are no charges against you there is nothing that indicates any indebtedness uh, it was all paid off we have an empty slate the empty grave just proves that we have an empty slate right right thank god the stone was rolled away because now we can all see that it's an empty grave. Now we can all see that we are dead free. Now we know. Right. Yeah. Jesus didn't actually need for the stone to be rolled away for him to come out. Um, when the disciples were in the upper room, he walked right through the walls um, because he was a spirit. And as a spirit, uh, not subjected to the limitations of the flesh. But the stone was rolled away, not so that Jesus could get out, but so that you and I could look in and see that, yes, indeed, he has risen. That means our debt is paid. We are justified before God. There is no record of our wrongs anymore. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You want to read verse two? Sure. It says, Lord, I confess I've been the prodigal made for your house, but walked my own roads. Then Jesus came and tore down my prison walls. Death came to life when he called me by name. And whew, I mean, right? Again, agreeing with God, just declaring the wrong um, that we've done, and then declaring the wonderful rescue that Jesus has performed. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to confess that I've been the prodigal. I remember you telling me years ago when you were just a, a child, you did a teaching on don't be the prodigal or, or stay home. Or something. Oh, yeah, the, the brother that stayed home. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, we're all the brother who left and went and, and squandered all the wealth in riotous living. Um, we've been the prodigal. We've left the father. We have abandoned the way of truth and all that is right. Um, and this is what we're confessing in this song. Even though we were made for his house, we walked our own roads. We, we left God and his word and his will and his way and chose to go out and sin. And in so doing, we tore down our lives. But the next verse says, Jesus came and tore down my prison walls. Uh, the prison I had made by my own sinning, Jesus tore down by his own dying. 
Uh, and I, I, that makes me worship him. He tore down my prisons. He tore away my shackles. He opened the prison door. He set this captive free by his death through the shedding of his blood to forgive me. It's glorious. It is. It's such good news. And, you know, a lot of times in our lives, we might feel like we're in prison, like we have no control of our circumstances. I think about people going through lockdowns and, and things like that, and they don't have control. They have no power to change certain aspects of their life or certain circumstances. Um, disabilities is another good example of someone who's in a prison of sorts. You know, they, they physically can't do what they want to do, but, but that our physical bodies or our external circumstances are not what matter in eternity. What matters in eternity is our heart, our soul before God being right with Jesus. I can lay down every freedom I have in this life, knowing that forever, when I die forever, I am free. There is no more. There's no prison for me because Jesus tore it down when he died on the cross, when he, when he died and, and the, the temple curtain was torn down and he busted open that most holy place. You can't keep me out and nobody wants to, I get to go in and you do too. <laughs> and everybody that believes in Jesus, right? That's beautiful. Uh, that's really beautiful. You know, I think about you right now having chosen purposefully to go into an environment where COVID was all over it. Um, it is so much like Jesus who left his home like you. He didn't, didn't fly all night like you did, but oh, he came to he this. He did something much harder. <laughs> and he, he knew that he would con, con, contact the contract, COVID, contract the <laughs> of our sin. Yes. He did it willingly. He did it joyfully. He did it for the joy set before him to come and lay down his life, to minister to us. We're in so ne deep need. Um, I appreciate so much what you're doing. Uh, back to the song. There's a bridge that goes like this. I see bright crimson robes draped over the ashes, a wide open tomb where there should be a casket. The children are singing and dancing and laughing. The father is welcoming. This is our homecoming. Mm. I, I don't, do you understand that first sentence? I see bright crimson robes draped over the ashes. Right. Well, I think he's talking about um, how, uh, you know, it's sort of like that, uh, that passage in Isaiah, you know, um, he gives beauty for ashes. I think he, I think that they're referring to that particular aspect of salvation that um, Jesus has covered the ashes of our lives. And it's like, um, have you ever seen a magician, you know, and they'll put something, you know, behind a, a, a little, I don't know, curtain thingy, and then whip the curtain off and it's become something totally different. Mm. Well, um, this was no magic trick. This was the most amazing miracle ever. And that is that Jesus, um, he covered all our sin with his blood. He, he laid down his life. And when he took it back up again and he rose from the grave, he left beauty for us, right? Um, 
just beauty. That's why the children are singing and dancing and laughing because the father is welcoming us home and he can because the son did the work that the father gave him to do. And he did it with, with joy, you know, the joy set before him. It's such good news. Yeah. I look at that phrase, uh, the crimson robes draped over the ashes. Ashes are something that's been burned up, something that's dead. You know, this is what sin does to your life. Maybe someone's listening and they, they look at their life now as nothing but ashes. Well, guess what? Jesus, when he went to the cross, draped a crimson robe over your ashes. And now a wide open tomb where there should be a casket. So Jesus has risen from the dead, but this is what he famously does. He gives life where there was death. He yes. can change your life up from the pit. He can rescue you from sin. He can give you beauty for ashes, as Jody said. Your life isn't over. You're listening to us right now. You, you are not done, and God is not done with you. You ought to, that ought to be obvious to look at the cross and to see how far Jesus went, the suffering that he endured, the nails that were pounded into his hands and feet, the crown of thorns that he wore. If you really look at the cross, you ought to see his love for you and to see that he refuses to give up on you and will, will raise you to life where he will, you will look back and see a crimson robe and not ashes. Right. Uh, and this will enable you to sing and dance and laugh. Once again, uh, a good friend of ours here, her mom said about him, he has his laugh back. Mm. And I think this is what Jesus does. He gave me my laugh back too. But joy in my heart enabled me to sing, not very well, but to sing and dance and laugh. Um, what do you make of that final word, that final thought there in the bridge, Jody? The, fa the father is welcoming. Um, this is our homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what um, it is for us, right? When we, we've come home, when we come to the cross and one day we'll go home to um, eternity with our bridegroom, Jesus. Um, and we will be welcomed. We will hear well done, good and faithful servant, not because <laughs> we were awesome, but because Jesus was and he attributed that righteousness to us and that standing uh, before God in the righteousness of Jesus is our, um, our welcome, our invitation, our welcoming in, our, our reason for being led into heaven, I guess is the word. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just take that one phrase. The father is welcoming. And I just want to apply it to what was said in the beginning. So it goes like this. Lord, I confess I've been a criminal. The father is welcoming. Mm. I've stolen, gone my own way, sang my own song. I'm far from innocent. The father is welcoming. The scarlet sins I've done, the debt I owe. The father is welcoming. You look at Jesus on the cross, Jody, his arms were nailed open. This is the symbol of a welcoming father who receives prodigals back home, who receives sinners to himself, who died that you might live, that you might experience forgiveness in your heart, and that you might come home. And if you're listening today and you're far away, 
come home. The Father is welcoming. He is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing this with me, Jody. Worship oh. today. Get home fast. <laughs> okay. The song is Homecoming by Bethel. If you want to look it up on YouTube or uh, Vin, uh, Vimeo or wherever um, you like to listen to music. And um, we hope that it will create worship in your hearts. Amen.